Thanks for tuning in to the Grid Daily Startup Show podcast. I'm your host, Philip Lanos, and we're going to dive into the world of startups, from conception to funding to scale-ups and exits. These interviews are going to run across all industries, with entrepreneurs sharing their best stories, mistakes to avoid, and even their wildest entrepreneur moments. So without further ado, let's start. Okay. Dr. Anmola Kapoor, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, we had a chance to catch up just before we hit record. I can tell this is going to be a good one. First of all, how are you? Let's let everybody feel your energy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I feel amazing. This is a beautiful sun outside. Summer is in full swing. I love being here. Yeah, man. Look, I, I got to say, when I was researching, uh, knowing that this conversation was coming up, I started looking at the fascinating world that you live in, and I was asking myself, how can I open this up in a way that will truly be unique? And I said to myself, I've got to go deep almost right away and ask you, what is your most vivid memory uh, in your life with food or sports or health? Something related to that that is really a personal moment for you. Well, I can uh, describe a vivid moment that uh, came in uh, from patients. Um, and uh, uh, those patients are able to help make us how we are. And they humble us. Every time I thought that I'm the best doctor, I may know everything. And suddenly uh, the, the caveat comes in play, a complex patient comes in. And a lot of times, uh, not only the, the disease itself, uh, the whole epigenetic, the whole environment they live in, and you feel helpless. You you feel like uh, you you have you have a knowledge, uh, and you feel helpless that you don't have a means to help that so many people. You want to help them, uh, and uh, so so that's what uh, led me to various ventures, various things I have done in my life. Uh, either uh, founding company into diagnosing blood tests at home with a blood test, doing a heart attack at home or heart failure at home, uh, and which we are very proud of working in that area, or or helping patients with the get to know. The right drug or the right medication, uh, and a lot of times they go through hit and try approach. They have no idea, uh, and and those other experiences made me a deep dive into more of a DNA. Help me understand more about health because it, it it impacts my family. It impacts everyone else. I give you one example personally. My wife, so she was uh, told when uh, many years ago, uh, like she was born with a hole in the heart, and she got a surgery done, and. Uh, and uh, at that time, she had a hyperflexible joint. Her cardiologist referred her to see a medical genetist, and a medical genetist uh, diagnosed her as an Ehler, Danlo syndrome, and a bunch of other connective tissue syndromes out there. And how it was diagnosed was just based on the subjective assessment. Okay, can you flex your hand like this? Can you touch like this? Can you flex your elbow? Whatever you can, basically, is the criteria they do plug in, scoring system. And they say you have a probability of this syndrome there. And she lived like the syndrome for 20 years. Like every insurance form, she was filling it up. She was writing this Allerdano syndrome. Uh, and uh, when we got a whole genome sequencing done and the whole DNA analysis, she was one of the first uh, volunteers in our lab to, to get that done. I asked my research team, my scientific team, lots of uh, amazing brain minds who work in genomics for us. I didn't tell them whose DNA is this. I just gave them a blind DNA of a patient looking for some connective tissue disease. Uh, find me if there is an answer because patient being told. And they, they deep dive into it. They went through all the DNA sequencing, all the genes she's born with. It. They couldn't find a single connective tissue disorder linked gene. Not a gene linked to allodanalos at all. So that 
that was a moment like that really hit me. A lot of time, I, I practice as a cardiologist. I've been practicing for many years. A lot of time, I'm putting patients into a box. I'm trying to put them into a box from my preconceived biases, from the knowledge we have, from the experience we have. But that box, we are putting a patient in that box there, but we could be wrong sometimes. But now the patient is going to live with this box for the rest of his life or her life. And that's what happened to her. Uh, so she was living with it. There's no LDL gene. There's no gene of any kind. She just happened to be hyperflexible. Some women are hyperflexible uh, versus men. And this is how the misdiagnosis happened in her life. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, I, I myself have had some situations in, in the hospital, actually fairly recently, that were all subjective and procedures were done based on subjective information. So to hear this story come personally from you, I can see how the passion and the dedication to pursue this even further and to provide as close as we can this empirical data to make real decisions based on real data, not some yeah. shot in the dark. I can see how this journey began. Uh, wow. And so when your team saw this and you began to work on this, what was the moment for you when you realized, you know, bio arrow, this is a thing that can really change the game. Was it based on just those results or did you need more? There was more. So her story was one, and uh, there was another story of a patient with the, uh, Crohn's disease, and she'd been struggling with uh, uh, for many years and getting a lot of flare-ups, and uh, she was seeing gastro top gastroenterologist uh, in Canada, and uh, she was getting exposed to various treatment strategies. And uh, she really wanted to know if the drugs she's getting are the right drugs and why she's having no flare-ups, and if there's something she can do for her kids she's also concerned about it should this disease could be impacting them right now they have no symptoms uh, so we did a whole genome analysis we tapped deep dive into her whole country pharmacogenomic analysis and we discovered that the type of drug she was getting is a less chance she may ever respond to that drug and the drug which she could respond better that was a plan d so she was barely have reached plan c so you have to go through in a healthcare system sometimes you try a first doesn't work, try B first, doesn't work, try C first, doesn't work, go to D. And D sometimes is the only drug you want to try. Yes, it's maybe an expensive option, but why suffer through the pain for so many years and potential toxic side effects? So we discovered that the drug she may not respond better. It could be toxic to her, depending on the genomic data published so far. And we can give a recommendation that she should jump to D and, and then uh, she'll be able to feel better. Uh, she did that, and she felt better. Uh, she also uh, got her family members involved. We did a microbiome testing to help understand her gut microbiome, how it's doing, uh, and why she's having flare-ups. And uh, the information we discovered was hugely helpful. She spent time with dietitians, spent time with the, the experts, uh, and now she's having less flare-ups. Uh, we had a, a one patient uh, with allergies, I can tell you. With this patient, born Italian, uh, drank uh, coffee rest of his life, nothing happened. And suddenly he uh, started to discover rashes and uh, allergies all over his body. And he couldn't figure out why suddenly he's becoming allergic. And people say, you may be allergic to gluten, maybe you're allergic to wheat, maybe allergic to this or that. And, and he tried everything possible, but things didn't make sense for him. So he said, okay, he came to us. He wanted to deep dive into the whole genome analysis. He just wanted to look up an answer. Like, why certain answer of allergies? Like the rest of his life, he was fine. He never had any allergies. Why now he became allergic? So when the team did a whole genome analysis with that information, with that insight to help provide him an answer, they discovered that he's even though he's Italian background, but he has a gene that is not metabolizing coffee as well. 
And if if he's not, if he's drinking up to two cups of coffee, he's okay. But if he going to start drinking six, seven cups of coffee, uh, his body likely is creating an eosinophilic reaction, kind of allergic reaction. Uh, and he's not only becoming allergic to coffee, but he's becoming allergic to everything else around that time because he's so much hypersensitive. And he didn't think of that way. Coffee is a part of uh, just growing up. And uh, he just he was working a lot and keep drinking more coffee just to stay up, be productive. And, and the genomic provides us that insight. And once he removed the coffee out of his diet, all his allergies went away. All of them. This is incredible discoveries. I myself have recently started wondering where some of the, I thought it would maybe heat rash, but I do drink a lot of caffeine. This See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. There are these things, just like you mentioned, there's a plan D. And then all those crazy side effects that may occur and the time and the pain, the suffering, the resources that are wasted as you're waiting to get to what could have been the immediate solution and the immediate practice. I am so excited that you decided to pursue this path and with the way that you have with your team. Because now one of the things that I think is most important to talk about is, you know, a lot of people look at the way healthcare is right now and there's so many different politics involved will make things happen. And yet I love what I saw that you're actually looking forward to making sure this thing hits the mainstream. And one of the decisions you decided to do was to step into the sports world, right? Now, if I'm Thank correct, uh, you uh, with BioArrow have decided to partner with Hayden Mayer aiming for expansions into sports genomics. You've got to tell me more about how this decision came about. Well, it all came about, if you remember, a few few months ago, there was a, a famous scene happened, tragic, uh, when someone was playing football and he collapsed. And uh, yes, thankfully, they revived him. Uh, and that, that pretty much brought the whole story. As a cardiologist, we talk about sports and heart disease risk, uh, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, and many other conditions that can put someone at risk for sudden cardiac death on, on a sports field. So the question was, could genomic can provide us better answer than just a normal ultrasound testing we do. Uh, and when we have uh, access to whole DNA analysis, not just a random panel analysis, uh, from there, we we, dealt with, we we learned that not only the, the sports people, uh, sportsmen or women who are at higher risk for certain death, they're not even getting properly screened. They're not even getting proper tested uh, to make sure they don't have the disease. Uh, I can give you one example. Uh, I had a patient who uh, whose sister was diagnosed with the hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, meaning the heart muscle of, is bigger and she's at a high risk for certain uh, death potentially. Uh, and she's getting a follow-up cardiology team. But naturally, they wanted to get all his, her family members to be screened. So she got, so he got screened. He came in. I did a heart ultrasound for him. And his heart ultrasound did not show any impact of disease in his heart, thankfully. But that does not mean he could not have a disease occurrence later on in his life because one of his family members has a gene, potentially, and he could have that gene too. It's just a matter of time. Sometimes you have a gene, they don't express themselves later in life. And the disease sometimes occurs a little bit later in life for him. So I gave him two options. I said, one option is we check your heart ultrasound every year, the rest of your life. We don't know when you'll have a disease occurrence. And this is what the guidelines recommend, that try to screen a patient and once in two years, a very competitive high sports they play at least once a year to make sure that the heart is not remodeling and they put, put them at higher risk certain death. And the second option is we can do a genetic test. And if it's all negative, you'll never ever have to go into some rest of life. You can go ahead and play your sports you want to play. You really want to be a football player. And I said, okay, sure, let's do genetic testing then. 
So we, we did a genetic test, and thankfully, he does not have a gene. So even though he just recorded, but he did not get it. So now he had a choice at that time. Either rest of his life, he could have been worried, would have given up on his hobbies, on, on his passion, uh, and just believe that he may have a disease occur one day, uh, and, uh, and, and anxiety, the stress that could be creating for him and for his family and his kids and everyone else around him. Yes, his sister has it, but thankfully he does not have that gene. So this is how, uh, this is how the sports came into play that we have to do more into this. We have to help patients. And there's so many people who participate, FIFA, uh, leading football organization globally, even they have a plan uh, where they're trying to educate kids to be how to play safe and make sure that if they get a proper health screenings done. So genomic is the best way to screen those patient population, also to help them provide that, that extra edge. Because when you want to be Olympian, because Hayden Meyer, Mayer, he wants to be a gold medalist. He just won a silver medal in World Championship in Europe uh, in speed skating. So he's a part of Team Canada. And he's getting for the next Olympic to win that gold medal for Canada. So he was looking for to make sure that the muscle breakdown, the way genomically, if muscles are not getting tired that fast, genetically, or what things he could do to keep the momentum going, and what kind of food he should be eating to find that millisecond edge in the speed skating they're looking for. Oh my goodness, this is exciting. This is exciting stuff. I can already see once this data starts to prove itself as it already has, but I mean like quite definitely stacked yeah, to where it's unavoidably obvious that this is the way to go with health. I personally am already on board just hearing the, the few anecdotes you've shared. I can see how big, big name brands that use athletic performance as their brand story would want to get behind something like this. How the everyday yes. wearable devices that we have can maybe one day have a a function where they can observe the, the the genomics in our body. And and I can already see the future. I imagine this is where you have your sights set. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's what I see that. What I see next in the next five years, my vision, that uh, genomic testing is as common as doing the blood testing for the whole DNA. I envision that most, most countries, most people in the rich countries were able to go to the whole DNA analyze. They're looking at healthcare, not from a disease care perspective. Right now, we practice healthcare, not a healthcare, we practice disease care. We look for disease and try to manage a disease. Genomic gives us a true healthcare picture. Before the even disease happens, and why we have the disease gives, gives us an answer, and which drug is bad or good for us. So I envision that in five years, people would have the DNA sequence in their mobile application, be able to have all the data, all the pharmaceuticals, they may respond or not respond. When they will see a Dr. Smith, Dr. Singh, Dr. John, uh, and uh, when that and Dr. John, Dr. Smith or Kapoor will be providing uh, a recommendation of certain medications, uh, and then a patient will get his phone out, doctor, please hold on, let me check this medication is safe for me because my DNA. I'm not going to do the whole list of monograms and understand which side effect I might have. I'd rather know based on my DNA which side effect I should have or should not have, and which is manageable, not manageable for a decapil. That is yes. going to the standard practice. Oh, I, you know, I'm a big fan of syncing everything to my Apple Health. I'm 100% there tracking my sleep, things that. So for me, like when I hear what you're saying, I'm already excited about it. That's, you know, I'm totally the target audience. So speaking of logistics, is this something I can go online, order a kit and send it back? What does that yep. look like? Very easy. Uh, people can just go to online, bioarrow.com, B-I-O-A-R-O. Arrow is like a arrow. Uh, targeting the targeting the biology, and it's a bioarrow.com. 
and uh, they can uh, it's cost two thousand dollar Canadian around fifteen hundred US, and they get uh, the most comprehensive, the most comprehensive whole DNA report ever. They'll get in North America or in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, and they'll also have a uh, deep dive into pharmacogenomic analysis for them, the drug they're taking right now. And, and once the data is down, the beauty of the genomic data is that there's always a new discoveries happening. It's like a space. So you just have discovered a few planets. You have just discovered a few stars. There are many needs to be discovered. Having those genes doesn't mean that you have a disease. Sometimes genes could have multiple functions. And a new discovery is happening about those functions. If BRCA gene can cause a breast cancer, it could also link to prostate cancer might have some protective effect in some of the disease. We just don't know yet. So once you download the DNA, what I want people to look at it is, doesn't matter what happens in the future. Every time doctor prescribes you a medication, you should look in your DNA and ask a question. Hey, my DNA friend, tell me, should this drug is right or bad for me? You can reanalyze the data without even doing the test again. Once the download is download, your DNA never changes. But the interpretation of the data changes depending on your clinical situation. A person might have developed IBD, might have developed some dementia risk, maybe in the family, some mental health disorders going on in the family, maybe a heart disease happened, maybe the high cholesterol was discovered. Instead of taking a statin and get muscle aches and pains, they may deep dive into see if they have a random mutation uh, in PCK gene or perhaps a lipoprotein A gene, and then statins may not be as good option for them. And why suffer through that op- op- uh, approach and get the right treatment the first time? No hit and trial approach. So what we are observing today is we are observing the end of evidence-based era. Let me say that is a controversial topic, a controversial statement, but we are seeing the end of evidence-based era. And we are entering precision health era. Where the decision will be made based on someone's DNA, not someone's subjectively one glove fit all approach. Not everyone should be getting vaccination. If someone has a risk of doing myocarditis, well, they should not get the vaccine then. I somehow the risk of developing blood clotting, maybe they should not just get a drug then. So why do you want to do hit and trial approach? Uh, so precision health era is starting now, and I'm I'm glad I'm starting. I'm part of this journey, and I want to make guys one of the cheapest, most affordable, most comprehensive whole genome sequencing ever done in the Western Hemisphere. I'm super excited for this. Uh, you, you know, Dr. Kora, I can't thank you enough for stopping by, sharing this. I want to give you the chance to, once again, let people know maybe where they can follow you to learn more about what you're doing, aside from the website, if there's any place you're kind of active and keeping people updated. Yeah, definitely. If someone want to follow me, they can follow me on LinkedIn. At uh, You'll be able to see me there, Anmol MD or Anmol Kapoor. They'll be able to search me uh, on Instagram, Anmol MD, Anmol A-N-M-O-L-M-D, uh, or at Twitter, same way, Anmol MD. Or on Facebook, they can find me. Uh, and but there's, but there's a lot of information getting shared on BioArrow social media accounts. So please do follow that. There's always a daily tip how to get better about genomics, microbiome, skin care, and so many different ways to stay fit and healthy. Uh, and uh, do follow BioArrow social media accounts. Love it. And now, so this is a startup talk show, right, about business. And so we've covered some of that stuff. I always think to myself, these shows, they cover the stories. That's great. But sometimes when someone's listening and they could be a key partner to what you're doing, all they need to know is what kind of key partners you're looking for. So if I were to ask you, because this is a startup show, are there any key partners you're interested in working with? I want to put the platform out there now for anyone that's listening. I want to work with everyone because everyone has their own unique DNA. I don't want to lump them into a certain category or other category. I want to reach out to every human on earth. 
8 billion people living. Uh, and it's quite possible they may follow certain clinics, certain doctors, certain hospitals. So if anyone uh, following certain medical clinics, integrated medical healthcare centers, uh, hospitals looking after cancer patients or complicated patient population, uh, or uh, pharmacies, or uh, uh, or other religious institutions, you could call it, or military, veteran affairs. So anyone who's looking in answers now, they have an opportunity to get an answer for their patients, for their family members. Uh, and uh, if someone is looking to pass on that the end is part of family heritage for their parents and grandparents, they should definitely sequence that. Because once the parents and grandparents are gone, it's hard to get the DNA. And if you could have the DNA as a pass on generation to generation, so the next generation is able to deep dive into it, should they have any health issues? Right on. Look, Dr. Kapoor, thank you so much for stopping by. I'm very grateful that I got a brief chance to talk to you. I'm personally going to connect with you. I hope the listeners will too, because this is one of the most exciting conversations I've had about healthcare. I've had a few conversations, some people using AI to, to image scan things and things of that nature, but this is going down into the nitty gritty, as you said. And that's why it it's bio arrow. <laughs> exactly, bio arrow. So it's, it's, DNA is the DNA. God, your parents, nature gave you. You have it. That controls your master key and unlock it and deep dive it. Please, you do that. I would love to come on your show at that day. And I want you to share your experience and look at the report. I'm so excited. I, I would love to do that, actually. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Amal Kapoor. It's been an absolute Thank pleasure you. having you. Thanks again for listening to Grit Daily Startup Show. I'm your host, Philip Lanos. And I got to tell you, I'm very grateful to be able to do this. And I'm grateful that you sat through and listened to this conversation. I hope it brought you the insights you needed or the inspiration you needed to get up and get going. Big shout out to Jordan French, founder of Grid Daily. Can't wait to do this again. Be sure to subscribe. And for whatever you do, please leave us a review. That's how this show grows. And we can continue to bring you conversations just like this. Until next time.